Welcome to Movies to Drink to. My name is Finn Hamilton. I am Mr. Batman. There he is. For those of you fortunate enough to be watching this as opposed to listening to it, uh, this is our Halloween episode and we are in our finest Halloween gear. Uh, I can find at the bottom of my wardrobe. <laughs> Batman from Wish.com <laughs> and uh, a furry. I'm not the Batman anyone needs. <laughs> I'm just the one you get. <laughs> and I'm a little black kitty cat. Because... If it ain't sexy, it ain't Halloween. No. Meow. Uh, I was supposed to be a bat, but they didn't have a bat costume. And so, all right, I'll go with a cat. Uh, really hard to find a cat costume for a male. <laughs> Sexism. That's that's that, that's the age we live in. That is, yeah. Fucking misandry everywhere. <laughs> anyway, today's episode is on Halloween. The 2007 version by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Not any of the good ones. No. No. I mean... Be fair. A lot of them are shit, especially Halloween ends. Uh, yes, as we've just, just talked discussed about in the news episode. Yes, on the news episode over on YouTube. That. Before we go on, do not forget to subscribe to this, like it, share it. Uh, you can review it on Apple, iTunes if you're listening. All that stuff, all that bullshit, you know what to do. So, Halloween from 2007, written and directed by Rob Zombor. <laughs> from the acclaimed pen of Robert Zombor. Comes a movie nobody fucking asked for. <laughs> Halloween. Is that his real name, Robert Zombor? I don't know what his fucking real name is. that just the accent you're putting on? That's <laughs> just a silly voice I'm putting on. <laughs> Couldn't care what his real name is. It stars Scout Taylor Compton, Malcolm McDowell, Tyler Maine, Brad Dorif, Daig Fage. <laughs> Stupid fucking name, I don't know. Sherry Moon Zombie, of course. Of course. Now we're just going into like, you know, who's who of Rob Zombie alumni. William Forsyth, Richard Lynch, Udo Kier, Clint Howard, Danny Trejo, Bill Mosley, Leslie Eastbrook, Daniel Harris, who was the child in Halloween 4 and 5. Yes. Skylar Gazindo, D. Wallace, Daryl Sabra. He is Daryl Sabra. He is the kid from Spy Kids. All right. Ken Forey, Mickey Dolans of the Monkees. Daniel Rosebuck and Sid Haig. The plot of this... Oh, shit. <laughs> Knew you weren't ready. The, <laughs> the plot of this... Uh, Beeth. Beeth. One job. One yep. job he's got. After being committed for 15 years, Michael Myers, now a grown man and still very dangerous, escapes from the mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield to find his baby sister, Laurie. Cool. We start with some, uh, some reading we've got to do. Mm-hmm. The darkest... Oh, I've written it down. Wrong. <laughs> i got it. You do it then. It says, uh, The darkest souls are not those which choose to exist within the hell of the abyss, but those which choose to break free from the abyss and move silently among us. 
that's apparently from Dr. Samuel Loomis. Who's not a real person. Who's not a real person. No. Also, um, reading that back, it's horribly written. Yes. Also, I have my typo is the darkest solids. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest solids are not those which choose to exist. <laughs> oh, dear. So we start. Haddonfield, October 31st. Haddonfield, Illinois. Obviously, it's the same setting. Yeah. And we meet Ratboy. Yeah, God of Thunder by Kiss plays in the background. Of course. Uh, Ratboy, this is uh, young Michael Myers, mm-hmm. who's got himself a little clown mask, a little pet rat. And then we meet the rest of the family. Oof. Yeah, everybody, the, the minute you meet this family, you're just like, yeah, everyone on the, they just deserve to die. Like, immediately. <laughs> it's just just literally the bile that everybody spews is just fucking horrendous every one of them is bitch i'll crawl over there and i will skull fuck the shit out of you <laughs> they're arguing it's absolute it's the worst family like ever in existence yeah sherry moon zombie is the mum yeah uh william forsyth is the deadbeat drunk dad boyfriend whatever he is yep. step don't know and they're just screaming and arguing with one another Fuck you, you fucking fuck. Fuck this. Fuck, fuck, yeah. fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is this is Rob Zombie's like idea of like written by Rob Zombie. Unit. Yeah. Absolute yeah. just ugh. And all really badly acted. Oh uh, yeah, it's awful. And then yeah, so the uh, the dad is there swearing. The daughter walks in. This is Judith Myers. Yeah. And uh, man, that bitch got herself a nice little dumper. Oh yeah, he starts perving on his own daughter. No, his stepdaughter. It's his stepdaughter. Yeah, Uh, and yeah, yeah, and she almost plays up to it. Yeah, to a degree. Like it's just, it's just a horrendous watch. This this whole scene. She's instructed. It goes on forever. She's instructed to go get Michael, who is upstairs cleaning a knife in the sink. And she's like, "Michael, come on!" And he's like, "I'm not listening!" And then screams. Yeah. Uh, he runs around like a little bitch, and the dad calls him little bitch and refers to him as Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awful, awful opening to an awful, awful film. Over at school, uh, there's some bullies, some bigger boys in the toilets. Yeah, they start taking the piss out of Michael. Yes. Because his mum's a stripper. Yes, and one of them has a paper clipping. Yeah. A cutout sort of mini poster. Like a little his, flyer or something. Yes, of his mum as a stripper. Uh, they fight, and then a guy in a mask... Yeah, this guy looks like he's wearing prosthetics. Oh the yeah, principal. the the principal. Yeah, yeah. does. Um... What is going on here? Oh god, who is he? He's. Uh... Oh, I can't remember, but yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it looks like heavy, heavy makeup. Yeah, for no reason. I don't get. No, I don't understand at all what's going on there. So this guy in a mask. He, it's Halloween. Who knows? Uh, he breaks up the fight, and then Michael says "fuck you" to the principal. Yeah, for some reason, he's just saved your ass. Yeah, because he's a, a troubled whooping. child. <laughs> he needs a Seth Green treatment. <laughs> Just put him in the bin. Put him in the bin. End of film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Michael keeps saying fuck you to the principal who just saved him, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah. He hates him. Whatever. Malcolm McDowell turns up. Yeah, well, Sherry Moon is called into the yeah. school, uh, and then Malcolm McDowell arrives in a wig. Basically, looking like a Rob Zombie version of Dr. Loomis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he's got weird long hair. Like he looks like he just came out of like House of a Thousand Corpses. And he's got the sunglasses on. He's like a on. psychiatrist. He's like some hippie doctor. Yeah, man. It's yeah, it's fucking weird. Even though this is only, I guess, the nineties, early nineties. This is taking place. Well, there's a point in this film which totally threw me because I mean, looking at this <clears> film, 
and the way it's going. I was like, is this set in the 70s or 80s? Could not tell. And then there's a bit in the, later on in the film where I'm like, oh, 90s. Yeah. So they've, the, the principal has Shari Moon, the mother, in the office, and mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm McDowell, the doctor, he's come in. They present her with a dead cat. They found in Michael's bag. Yes. And she's like, well, it's his lunch. <laughs> and she's like, that's ah, no big deal. Yeah. We she, can't afford sandwiches. Yeah. We're poor as shit. I'm a stripper. We eat cats. Leave us alone. Stop hating on our white trash lifestyle. But uh, she kind of like fobs off like, oh, he he probably just found it. What, found it and put it in a bag and carried it around school. Yeah, I know. She's almost like, don't all children find dead animals, put them in their bag and take them to school? Come on. Yeah. All children that go on to murder people. Yeah. And he's also got loads of pictures of dead animals. And Sherry Moon sees these, yes, and does some terrible acting like, oh, God, these are bad. Oh, these are bad. That's horrible. Oh, Michael wouldn't, what's my line? Do that. And so they basically they want to evaluate Michael, as you would. Well, yeah. I mean, and any parent realistically would be like yes yes you probably should <laughs> but michael runs away yeah he goes he legs it yes he runs off to the woods well he follows his bully doesn't he yes and he attacks his bully on his walk home with a big stick yep and he takes him uh he takes back the clipping of his mum yeah to probably have a wank over later yeah he literally beats the shit out of this kid like well staves his skull in with yeah. the big old branch and then beats um, him to death yeah not that it matters because nobody mentions this ever again no. no. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nobody misses that kid, apparently. <laughs> well, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, Rob Zombie likes to do this. He likes to, to uh, have a... He likes to present killers as being sympathetic characters. Yeah. So he's killing... So far, he's killed the bully. Right. Later that night, they're watching uh, The Thing from Another World. Mm-hmm. His dad, or stepdad, not sure. He's being a piece of shit, as per usual. Yeah. And Judith has to take Michael trick-or-treating. But she doesn't want it. She doesn't. Because yeah, she, she wants to bang her metalhead boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, he turns up instead. They're literally, it's such a weird, like, the way the scene works out as well. Because you're like, she's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take him. Then her boyfriend walks in. She goes, well, I was never really going to. And then she goes upstairs. So yeah. it's like, I was as confused as Michael. <laughs> I, was like, I thought we were going. Yeah, you definitely said we were going. Yeah, like, literally not even a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> nope, she's going to have sex. That's fair <laughs> enough. So Michael has to go alone. And Michael sits out on the... Like out on the street the in the front of his house, <laughs> the stoop. Yeah, the what is porch? It? No, he's like sat out on the, uh, the the sidewalk, the curb. Does he? I thought he was on the steps of the house. He sat outside his house. <laughs> Michael is sat outside <laughs> his house. Wildly unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all by his lonesome. Mm. Intercut this with scenes of his mum stripping to Nazareth's version <laughs> of Love Hurts. <laughs> It's it's a classy scene. It's weird <laughs> as hell. It's like Rob Zombie directing his wife's strip. Oh. Love hurts. Intercut with shots of a little fat boy. You can just hear Rob Zombie in the background going, <laughs> Go on, Sherry. Go on, Sherry. Get your chest out. And then just to the boy, look sad. <laughs> Think about how you're not banging my wife, and I am. <laughs> Because I'm Rob Zambor. Love hurts. <laughs> Such a weird, disjointed fucking scene. Uh, Judith is uh, upstairs anyway, getting horny with yep. her boy, uh, boyfriend, who's brought along the Halloween mask. Yeah. The William Shatner spray painted white Michael Inside Myers out mask. Michael Myers mask. Yeah. Yep. 
He's brought it along with him, and he wants to bang with the mask on. Yeah. I mean, there's no context for it as well. They, they don't even say, oh, is that a William Shatner mask? No. It's just like, this is the mask I brought for no reason. Yeah. This very iconic mask that I yeah. own, of course. <laughs> I found it in a, it's just Michael Myers mask. I pulled down the road. <laughs> How weird that that's your brother's name. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, uh, he, he comes home, and he looks sad. And he sits in the kitchen and he plays with some bits of candy corn. Mm. And then he just gets up and decides to kill his dad. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the scene's terrible. He's literally sat there like, oh, I'm so bored. Yeah, flicking candy off. Yeah. And then just, all right, get get up. Time to get to work. (laughs) Grabs a knife. (sighs) So he duct tapes his uh, dad to the armchair who's passed out drunk and he slits his throat. Manages to duct tape him entirely to the chair without waking him up. He is drunk as shit. I guess. Yeah. Uh, The boyfriend, after they've banged, he then heads downstairs to make a sandwich, which I think is a bit rude. These people are poor, and he's just helping himself to their fridge. cats, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Hmm, cat sandwich. (laughs) Just slicing off bits of gerbil. Just opens the fridge, there's like possum in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's head downstairs to make himself a sandwich, and uh, Michael beats him to death with a baseball bat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and beats it, yeah, smashes his skull in. I mean, this kid's obviously quite, I suppose he's got the element of surprise on his side. It's a metal baseball bat. Yeah. All right, I'll allow it. He then sneaks into Judith's room, who's lying in her bed, listening to Don't Fear the Reaper, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Obviousness is obvious. (laughs) And uh, Michael picks up uh, and he puts on the Halloween mask. The the Halloween mask. Lucky it was there, really. Yeah, which looks ridiculous on him he looks like a because it's massive and he's a child <laughs> yeah. he looks like a fucking bobblehead like a michael myers bobblehead yeah i'm pretty sure there's a video doing around somewhere of a small child with a michael myers mask on that's exactly this yeah those yeah <laughs> and he starts feeling up his sister yeah like runs so, his hand up her yeah like, mate so she's pissed off obviously mm. so he stabs her in the stomach but yeah. she doesn't die no. And she starts walking away down the corridor, chased by the bobblehead Michael Myers. <laughs> and he stabs her some more and she dies. But it just looks terrible. <laughs> 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 but, uh, sorry, he snuck off on me in a Batman mask, for those that can't see. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. He looks stupider than you. He's, <laughs> he's just this massive head. Yeah. Following like, ooh, scary? Yeah, you would fucking just be killing yourself laughing. And then he'd manage to get up to you and like slip the knife in. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, you bugger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cheeky little git. Mum arrives home. She's dropped off by uh, Michael Rosebuck in his one scene. Yeah. To find Michael sat outside the house with the baby. Oh, we didn't mention there's a baby as well that they've oh, got. Oh, yeah, which is important. Kind of. Because it's Laurie. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's Laurie, yeah. Um, and he, sat out, he doesn't kill the baby. He sat outside the front of the house uh, with the, the baby. Cut to the police show up and Sherry Moon overacts. Yeah, wildly. But yep, shouting, screaming. Woo! When they when they wheel out Judith Meyer's dead body, she's obviously covered in a sheet. Yeah. And she runs up screaming and pulls it off and screams even more when she sees her dead daughter. Yeah. Like, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? It's a and corpse. Then there's a journalist like outside who's turned up at the scene they haven't even like michael's in the car or something i think like the, the mum's like sherry moon zombies like they're wheeling the bodies out sherry moon zombies overacting there's already a journalist who somehow knows the entire story of what just happened yeah because we then go to uh, 11 months later and the journalist at the scene his like report overlaps into the future yeah the future yeah the time cut yeah so uh, it doesn't make sense 
Yeah, not not at all. Especially as like as this is all still going on, there's no fucking way the journalist has got all of the background of what happened. Yes, <laughs> there. I mean, at the that's a fast fucking that work. night. Yeah. <laughs> so Smith's Grove Mental Institution. Eleven months later, Michael has been found guilty. Yep. He's in the interview room. There's loads of With scenes Loomis. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Loomis and Michael Myers uh, as a child having these interviews. It's kind of like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Yep. Yep. That kind of. But yeah. not, not as bad. Not as I'll bad. give Zombie some credit, but it's still just that kind of shit. Michael claims he didn't kill anyone. No, yeah, apparently he's blocked it all out. Wow, like, mentally blocked it. Remember that mm. he's blocked it all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his mum comes to visit. Uh, Danny Trejo is working there as a janitor. Yeah, he's like an orderly. Yeah, he's also well, he's mopping the floor. I assume he's just a janitor. Wait, he's not because he's he's allowed to. I think it's the same thing. Well, it's what I didn't get. He's a janitor, but later on, janitors also escort prisoners. Yeah, he's an orderly. So part of his job is cleaning and stuff as well, and like Um, all of that sort of nonsense. Um, But yeah, he's also there to, I don't know, move prisoners around (laughs) or whatever. Animal trays. Yeah, Danny Trail works there basically, and he's Mm. he has terrible lines to Michael. It's like, hey there, buddy. Don't let these walls get to you, huh? Oh, you gotta, yeah. you gotta live inside your mind. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Go, go into your brain. Yeah. Like, just live in your mind. Live, live in your mind, amigo. <laughs> and there's no walls in there. You can do whatever you want, man. Yeah. Terrible advice. Absolutely awful. In a, in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, for mentally very troubled like, child people. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just regress into your own brain. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, Michael has uh, made a mask as well at one point, which is just covered. It's just black felt tip. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Loomis, well, actually, is in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote down. She's like, why is the mask black? Because it's my favorite color. And he's like, well, actually, black isn't a color. It's a shade. I was like, oh. Michael becomes obsessed with masks. This is over the course of like, I I think like, it's, a, it's a, given the idea that it's over the course of many years, but you find out it's over the course so. of like a year. Yeah. Uh, Michael becomes obsessed with masks. Uh, he stops speaking. And then Michael has a full breakdown at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Basically, Dr. Loomis is a terrible psychiatrist. Yeah, he's just making things worse. He really is. Like constantly. And these constant visits from Cherry Moon Zombie are not helping either, I don't think. No, because she's a terrible mother. Yeah, also a really bad actress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> then Michael, at one point, he is left alone in the room with a nurse. Who's yeah, which a... seems unwise straight away. Also, she's a bitch. Yeah. Because remember, gotta have a sympathetic killer. Yes. Yes. So she makes some comment like, because there's a picture handed to him of him and the baby, mm-hmm. Laurie Myers. And she's like, oh, that's a cute baby. Can't be related to you. Yeah. Uh, like, who would even, who would actually say that? To a child. I mean, Rob Zombie. even a mentally unstable <laughs> child. Yeah. Anybody that existed within the Rob, Rob Zombie verse <laughs> would say something like that. So Michael stabs her in the fucking neck with a fork. Yeah. Kills her. Good. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I because he loves to make his killers sympathetic characters. Uh, so he's killed again. And at this point, Michael's mum, Sherry Moon Zombie, she goes home all sad and she commits suicide. Yeah, she watches home videos and cries and yeah, shoots herself in the Super face. 8 videos of her uh, baby boy son right. who's now a murderer and she kills herself. Now, it's at this point in the film I really should say none of this that has happened so far is necessary. No, it's all wildly unnecessary backstory that doesn't Michael Myers doesn't need. 
No. It doesn't need this setting up the character. You don't need him to be sympathetic. My theory is, when Rob Zombie first started writing this movie, he was like, obviously like, fucking, well, Sherry's got to be in it. <laughs> She's too old to play Laurie. Like, and uh, can't play like Laurie's adopted mum, I don't think, because that needs somebody even older than Sherry. Um, so I'm going to rewrite the entire film. I'm going to add, because be, she's going to be Michael Myers' mum. That's, that's the ideal character for Sherry. I'll just invent this whole fucking nonsense just so, just I, just so, so I can put my fucking film. wife in this film. Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years later, Danny Trejo is with a new janitor. He's, yeah, he's somebody just, else working with him. Yeah, he's just started. Uh, this new guy, he's a fucking prick. Mm. Uh, they walk in. Remember, Danny Trejo is very nice and sympathetic and kind to Michael. Yeah. Uh, and they walk in, and the other guy's like, let's go, fuck nut! <laughs> fucking crack me up. He starts, like, handling his masks and stuff. Yeah. And Danny's like, don't touch his masks, yeah. you bellend. So Danny is re- retiring, and this guy is taking over. Mm. Uh-oh. Danny Trejo's in love with Michael. It's clearly. He calls um, him Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. I'm sorry I have to put these chains on you, Mikey. Oh, yeah, and Michael Myers is now Tyler Mayne, by the way. He's like 11 foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whilst being in this one room <clears throat> this yeah. entire time... He is beefed up. Yes. He's not doing weights. Nope. There's no gym he can go to, but he has grown to the size of a fucking professional wrestler like Undertaker or The Kane. Yeah. In like Sabretooth from the first X-Men film. <laughs> but it is him. Fucking, but yeah, it's the same yeah. guy. <laughs> he's fucking ginormous. Mm. Uh, the new guy, we said he is the worst. Also, yeah, why is Michael at the same facility? He's 25 now. Yeah. He's not a child. Yeah, it does seem unusual that they'd house the same people. Yeah, like, Children and adults. There's an adult wing and a children's wing, maybe. But he's in the same room. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, so he's well, been... maybe they're just like all this time it's like he's fucking nuts, mate. I'm not moving in, but then randomly they just do it. But they've got women in there as well. They've got men, women and children all in one facility. Awful. This is a <laughs> terribly run state hospital. <laughs> Dr. Loomis is I blame the government. Yeah. Underfunded. <laughs> Dr. Loomis is still having his little chats with him. Michael hasn't said a word in 15 years, which no, Dr. So Lo- these chats seem fucking useless, yeah. really. <laughs> fucking Loomis is still there for 15 years. He's not said a fucking word. Do- I'd, I'd be bored. Dr. Loomis is now using Michael as a like psychiatrist. Yeah. Because he can say whatever he wants to Michael and you know he won't say anything. Michael just sits there yeah. silently listens. Yeah. You're a great listener, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Have I said that? But um, yeah, like I said, he hasn't said anything. Uh, he hasn't said a word in 15 years, which Dr. Loomis describes as a lifetime. Yeah. It's not. 15 years and then dr loomis basically breaks up with him yeah he just dumps him yeah he's like i've got to go this this isn't work this isn't working yeah it's not <laughs> I, you, I feel like i'm me. giving and you're taking yeah. there's no there's no back and forth i failed you yeah it's not you yeah. no it is you no it's not me i'm a professional psychiatrist you couldn't ask for better <laughs> and then we get a shot of uh later on at some other place dr loomis has written a book all about it and he's giving a speech trying to terrify people yeah yes Back at the prison, the piece of shit janitor and uh, his friend, who is his cousin, that also works there and is also a piece of shit, yeah. they molest a female inmate. And they decided to chuck her in the cell with Michael. Oh, my version did not have this scene. No? No. Oh. I don't remember this scene at all. What did you watch it on? Amazon, I think. Oh, maybe I saw the extended version. Must have done. Okay, well, here's what go I on. had. Yeah, go on. So the piece of shit Janet from earlier. Yeah. His cousin also works there. And he gets him to come over in, in the graveyard shift uh, so they can molest a female inmate. Right. They chuck her into Michael's cell. 
They then rape her on Michael's bed. Was was with Michael in there? Yep. Seems unwise. You see all this. Right. It's and they're hollering and screaming like Rob Zombie characters. Right. It's fucking awful. Like absolutely horrible. <laughs> just it's just fucking tasteless and shit. Um and they're doing this whilst Michael's in the room and he's just sat there. It's only when they fuck with his masks that Michael gets upset and he kills them. Or he kills one of them. He kills the main piece of shit. Right. Don't know whatever happens to the woman. Don't know what happens to the other guard. Because it then cuts to Danny Trejo arriving for work. Yeah, see this bit I've got. Yeah, Danny Trejo arrives for work and there's nobody about and he discovers bodies everywhere. Mm. And he runs into Mikey. Is that you, Mikey? And uh, he decides, he's like, okay, Mikey, we got to get you back to your cell. Yeah. So i got to put these handcuffs on you. Uh, but Mikey doesn't want that. What happens to, have you not got the bit with the guards where they move him? Nope. All oh, right. See, that they must have, I've, got, I've seen a different version to you then. Because in mine, you've got the book reading and then you've got a bunch of guards are basically talking about how they've got to move Michael Myers for some reason. And even they're like, but why? Like, and why on Halloween? And they're like, well, I don't know. Like, nope. what, day before Halloween. So then the guards start moving <clears> them through. And it, um, Michael's wearing like a variation of what looks like the pumpkin mask from Halloween 3. He's got that on in the scene, like the right. version I've Okay, got. so he's wearing that. And then um, as they're transporting him, uh, Michael just fucking kills them all. Like, just smashes them all to pieces. Oh, no, I've got a totally different version. How Have you got, weird. Do you, in your version, did you see Danny Trejo's death? Danny Trejo, yeah, because it, it basically he kills the guards that are trying to move him, and then Danny Trejo arrives for work, and no one's about because he's killed everyone. Ah, so you know, I have the the rape scene, and then Danny Trejo arrives. Yeah, and he kills Danny Trejo. All the while, Danny Trejo's going, "I was good to you, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. I was good to you." It's just, I don't, yeah. This character, he's trying to make a sympathetic killer, and then he just decides, ah, he's just going to kill the only person that's been nice to him for the last fifteen years. Yeah. He like tries to drown him. Yeah, and then he drops and then a TV on the TV over his yeah, head. Yeah, because Rob Zombie can't write characters. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Zombie can't write people in general. <laughs> fucking, he has no idea. I don't know what fucking upbringing this guy had, but fuck that. Doctor, uh, sorry, then Clint Howard then phones Doctor Loomis to tell him the shit news. Yeah, Michael heads over to a truck stop, and with Ken Forey yep. turns up with Rush. Rush is playing. Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, he's a truck driver. Uh, Michael has made his way there to the truck stop somehow, and he kills Ken Forey in the toilet. Yeah, Ken Forey's gone to the toilet to read porn. Yes, um, and take a massive shit because he's eating yeah. a deluxe supreme taco, baby. And, and I'm going to be here a while yeah, as I drop the biggest dump in the history of mankind. He like knocks on the door quite politely, yeah. <laughs> and Ken Forey's like says all that. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like just knocks on the door again. And Ken Forey's like, "Fuck, man, I'm dumping a log." Yeah. I'm not moving. So I then, got it half hanging up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he like squeezes his butt cheeks, I guess, and like breaks it off halfway through, <laughs> gets up and he pulls a knife out and Michael like gets the upper hand and gets the knife off him. And then this is apparently, and he steals his overalls. So Ken Forey was wearing fucking Michael Myers' uh, iconic overalls this whole time. Except he wasn't. Was he not? He's not wearing that at all. Well, that's what happens. I know, but <laughs> Ken Forey isn't wearing those fucking overalls. Yeah. <laughs> I did the... not notice that before. No. I swear to God, he's wearing like a, he's got like a vest, kind of mm. like a, uh, what do you call it, like a Martin McFly kind of big vest thing. Oh, right. But he's, he's not wearing a pair of fucking overalls. 
Well, that's where Michael then, gets them from. But then later, Michael is... Well, maybe he just got them from the truck. You see truck. him, like, doing it up as he walks out of the... Fuck knows. <laughs> oh, at this point, by the way, we're basically just uh, copying the, it's, this to the original film. Yeah, to a degree. From, from now on, it's from just... From now on, it is, the remake. Yeah. It's, the re- it's literally just a remake of the, the, the original. Plot's exactly the fucking same. I uh, see. So yeah, Michael has killed uh, Ken Forey and got a pair of overalls from somewhere. <laughs> Over in the suburbs, we have Laurie and her mum and dad. Mum is Dee Wallace. Dee Wallace, the mum from E.T. The mum from E.T. And from The Howling. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so I say, it's just the original movie, basically. Yeah, we've got we've got to pretty much, maybe over halfway through the film, we've finally met Laurie. This is like 45 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. Michael has found his way uh, to the basement of his old house. This is 100 miles away, by the way. Yeah. They state Haddonfield is 100 miles from the facility. So yeah, Michael Myers has forest gumped his way yeah, all he the way there. D- and it is specifically you know, in this version, Michael cannot drive. Right. Because in the original, that's how he gets there. He drives. Oh, is it? He drives. In the 78 one, he drives, doesn't I've he? I've forgotten about that. Yeah. And they do say, like, who the fuck taught me how to drive? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Rob Zombie made a point in this film. Even in, there's a documentary of the making of this film somewhere. And Rob Zombie states, like, I angrily almost says, Michael Myers doesn't fucking drive. Well, not if he's grown up in a fucking mental institution. No, since he was that like makes sense. Whatever, yeah. He doesn't drive. How he gets a hundred miles, that doesn't make sense. Oh, well done, Rob. You got something mm. right, but also ben got failed it. again immediately. <laughs> after. You also got it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even when you're right, you're wrong. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, he's found his way to his old house, and he's gone into the basement, and he's dug up his old knife and the mask. Oh yeah, like which he stashed at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. All that shit go, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is, yeah so he's in his, his old gaff, which is fucked. I mean, it's uh, It's, it's completely abandoned. Yeah. All the windows are boarded up and everything. Condemned as fuck. And whilst he's in there getting his mask and his knife, Laurie stops by the house to post something through the letterbox. Which makes no sense. To who? <laughs> no one yeah, fucking lives that's there. That's it. She leaves her house and her dad's like, oh, have you got those things? Like, they're really important shit that I need you to post. Yep. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And, like, and he gives her this like millionaire envelope or whatever. Yeah, and then she posts it through the letterbox of the one fucking house in the whole of Haddonfield it's completely that nobody's lived in for fucking 15, 15 yeah. years. <laughs> it's completely abandoned. Boarded up. No one lives there. Make sure you post this. Why? No one lives there. Yeah. And as it comes through, Michael... Grabs it and goes, well, yeah, 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 you know, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, completely stupid. Later, Laurie is at school with uh, Danielle Harris. She's her friend. She's got another friend there whose name I've forgotten. Uh, and she sees Michael stood out uh, stood out on the street corner across the road just looking at her. Kind of like in the original. And she sees she sees Michael across the road staring at her. Doesn't say anything. No. Just carries on her <laughs> conversation as normal. Doesn't go... What the fuck? There's a guy in a mask <laughs> and overalls there. So there's like, a six foot seven man yeah. across the street looking at me. And like the, as they continue the conversation, she looks at him three or four times maybe, and he's still there constantly. Not once does she go. Anybody else? <laughs> she just ignores it. And then when he disappears, she's like, yeah. <laughs> Back at the prison. Dr. Loomis is blaming anyone but himself for what's happened. Well, he's talking to like, Udo John Kier. Howard's weird fucking brother and, and the butler from Barbed Wire. <laughs> yeah, so we've got... He's blaming Udo Kier and Clint Howard for everything. Um, and then Loomis reveals he knows exactly where he's going. Somehow. Because Michael, remember, hasn't spoken for 15 years. This, this fucking killed me. Like I had to write it down. 
yeah, he tells them to tell the police where Michael's going, but chooses not to specify. He goes, just tell them where he's going. And they're like, we don't know where he's going. And he goes, well, it must be nice living in denial. I must try it sometime. Is you and those shirt tuckers up there know damn well where he's going. Just make sure no one gets it wrong. Just fucking say, just, why, you, why haven't you said where he's going? Like, because they're clearly confused. Like, rather than go through all these theatrics, just go, he's going to Laurie's house. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to Hanfield. Because then he just storms and like, leaves it. So there's two clearly confused blokes like, where, where, where is he going? <laughs> and why do you know he's going there? Like I said, he hasn't spoken for 15 years. He's given you no indication at all. Like, hey, I know I don't speak, but uh, if I ever get out of here, I'm going back to my old house. Yeah, going straight to Laurie. Going to kill her. Yeah. And anybody like around her. Yeah. But those damn shirt tuckers. Yeah. They hid all the information that he didn't give. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's horrendously written. Back over at school, Laurie's friends... Her, sorry, Laurie's friend swears a lot. It's a, right, yeah. another terrible scene where she's just like... I told the gym teacher to go fuck her own face because she's a fucking bitch. Fuck that this fucking bitch. another reason I thought fuck this was set in fuck, the 70s or 80s and stuff. Because like, nobody has spoken like that for decades. <laughs> I mean, we swear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just the, the, the pattern of speech and everything else. Like, yeah. is, this, is this supposed to be 70s? Our friends are awful. Yeah, they're pretty annoying. And uh, Daniel Harris joins the two of them and uh, they're walking up home and uh, Michael is watching them. Laurie finally mentions him. Yeah, when old, he's right there in yeah. front of them. Have you seen this guy? Like I saw him earlier. Like, oh, did you? You didn't mention it like, at all. Because I would have mentioned that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's terrified. And then they're like, they get fucking, they're like well annoyed. And they start doing all this. You want some of the young stuff? Come and get it. My dad's the sheriff. Basically, they're so annoying that Michael leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they start giving him shit. And he's like, fuck oh, this. Fuck this I'm noise. <laughs> Then uh, Brad Dourif shows up. Sheriff Brad Dourif. Chucky. Yes. <laughs> he is also Daniel Harris's dad in this film. Apparently so. Yes, and he gives her a lift home. Uh, Dr. Loomis then shows up at a cemetery to take a look at Sherry Moon's grave. With Captain Spaulding. Yes. Said, hey, why would you... Why, though? <laughs> what, just to look at the grave? Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's just an excuse to get fucking... Um, Sid Hagen. Sid Hagen it. Also, but it does. this scene does contain possibly my favourite line in the whole film. Because Sid, Sid Hagen's character clearly doesn't know that this is Dr. Loomis. Like, for some yes. reason. He's just agreed to show the fucking graveyard to some random stranger. And uh, he's like, fucking... Uh, he goes, yeah, the doctor involved wrote a book, Blood Money, if you ask me. And he, he, Dr. Loomis goes, I read that book. Fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah my, oh yeah that but oh it's fantastic that guy is so smart that dog <laughs> and did you see his picture on the back woof <laughs> i would yeah <laughs> i think he's pretty i think he's pretty hunky that dr loomis <laughs> i've heard he's great in bed as well it's easily the best written line in the whole fucking <laughs> film i read that book it's a fucking masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> so they go to look at sherry moon's som uh, zombie's grave for some fucking reason yeah. but the mum's headstone has been stolen and somebody has crucified a fox. Well, I thought it was a fox. Apparently it's a coyote. Not that it's important. Not that we know what coyote well, looks like. <laughs> well, actually, it's a coyote. Well, actually, this film's a piece of shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It could literally be any animal. Mm. doesn't matter. 
because it's totally fucking pointless. This it's... whole scene is, is wildly pointless. doesn't make any sense. doesn't progress the fucking plot in any way. No. It's not like fucking turns up and goes, I knew it. I knew there'd be a fox or coyote or something like crucified here. Because of all Michael's the times back. he mentioned foxes yeah. and coyotes over the last 15 years, he didn't speak. You know what this means. I'm not going to specify what it means because I don't do that. But you know what this means. No, I don't understand. You random caretaker yeah. in the graveyard. Oh, you and the shirt tuckers in the graveyard <laughs> industry. We then get a title card that comes up and it says trick or treat. Why? (laughs) This film is not broken up into chapters like title cards. It's just, you know, you get the basic info, location, Haddonfield, 15 years later. And then it's at midway point. It's like trick or treat. (laughs) What? What is that there? Uh, Then one of... It's one of Laurie's friends. Linda. Linda. Is. Linda oh, is, Lin- is it Lindsay or Linda? It's Linda. I looked, it, I looked it up. Linda. Linda with a Y. Linda with a Y and her boyfriend. They pull up to the Myers house in a Scooby-Doo van. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to solve the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers and where he is. But also get drunk and have sex. It's their yeah. party slash bang spot. Apparently so. Yeah. Like, the they one bang in, this in the whole of Haddonfield. They've got a they've van. Got, yeah. I know, but they're going to go and bang in this shitty fucking abandoned house that's covered in yeah. crap. And Michael's just <clears> chilling <throat> on the balcony like, what? Oh, this is my house. <laughs> just let yourself in. They do. And they bang. And Michael watches them. Yeah. Also, the guy has the exact same pair of glasses as the boyfriend from the original movie. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep. And he goes to get a beer, just like the boyfriend in the original movie. Yeah, well, apparently he's shit at banging because he's like done in seconds and she's yeah. like mocking him for it. But yeah, he goes to get a beer. And Don't Fear the Reaper plays, of course. Also, yeah, he has to go to get the beer. He has to go all the way back out of the house to the van to get the beer. Yep. They didn't think to bring any beer in with them. No, no, no. no. Uh, and Linda, she phones up Laurie. And See, she... this is the point in the film where I was like, oh, 90s. As soon as she pulls out that little Nokia or whatever, mobile phone. I was like, early 2000s, I suppose. Yeah, something like that. So I was like, oh, I've got I've got a time era for this now. She calls out Laurie and she's like, Laurie, am I a slut? <laughs> she's like, no. Anyway, Michael kills the boyfriend. He pins him to the wall with the knife. Just like in the original film. Right. But it's done so badly. Like, like yeah, yeah. The, the original film is kind of an iconic scene. Uh, and where Michael does the whole head tilt thing, like while he's looking at him, like um, mm. like if you remember in the original film, yeah. like he stabs him and he like looks at him. Anyway, this film is shot entirely from the side. It also makes this knife look like it must be about that fucking long. Yeah, well, the so original does a bit as well. It's a <laughs> but definitely a leap. You see him do the head tilt thing, but from way back here, so it's like kind of pointless. Yeah, but then he goes and kills the girlfriend, again exactly like the original. Yeah, almost like beat for beat. She's like, oh, who, you know, flashes her tits at him. Yeah. And then, you know, thinks it's the boyfriend. But she can't tell, you know, that her boyfriend appears to have grown a foot, at least. <laughs> yeah. because He's the, like a foot. He definitely wasn't Tyler Mayne size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? How dumb are you? Like, come on. He turns up and she's like, hello? <laughs> oh, it's you, my boy. I know you've grown a foot and you're now beefy. <laughs> and he uh, strangles her. Well, yeah, uh, she kind of falls into his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Oh. <laughs> Dr. Loomis, he then goes to buy a gun from a f- Mickey Dolan's. One the- of the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes to buy a gun because this is America, goddammit. Yeah. And an aging Englishman 
can just walk into any shop and buy a gun right there and then. From a former, former celebrity from the 60s. Yep, and just walk out the door of it. Mm. Sweet. He, um, That's what life should be. Doesn't he? I can't remember what he reckon. He goes to buy a gun. Yeah. And Mickey Dolans is like, oh, yeah, if you really want to fuck shit up, what you want is this Magnum fucking whatever yeah, the hell it Harry is. Gun. It's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gun. Mm. They're going to. Any gun will kill a person. Fucking rednecks. <laughs> yeah, why is it that there are certain people in Haddonfield, Illinois, that all talk like this, like from down south and love guns? Because it's a Rob Zob- Zombie movie yeah. and he has to have rednecks. Doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. <laughs> make a film based here in Paul and there'll still be rednecks in it somehow. Yeah. Laurie and uh, her mum and dad, Dee Wallace, the mum, they have a chat. And they hand out candy. It's a pretty boring scene, anyway. Laurie goes off to babysit. Yep. And uh, as she leaves, once she's left, sorry, the dad is killed. Michael shows up at the fucking house. He kills the dad, and then he kills Dee Wallace. Yeah, which I was sad about. Yeah, it does suck. But as he's killing Dee Wallace, he picks, he, he's like, got her there. But he stops and picks up a framed picture of the family. No, it's, it's of Laurie. It's just Laurie. Yeah. And he looks at it, and he's like, ah! Lord, this is the right house, Laurie. No, there's no way he could know what she fucking looks like. <laughs> He's kept up to date. He hasn't <laughs> seen her since she was no. like one year old. There's no way he would know who adopted her. There's no way if he did know who adopted her, he'd know where they lived. He but doesn't in, have a Google machine. In that hundred miles between like fucking the mental asylum and here, he did stop off at like I don't know a library, yeah, somewhere, the National Record Store. <laughs> But yeah, there's store. I don't know. Wherever I'm talking archive. about. Archive. Archive. That's what I was after. But there's no way he could know any of this information. No, no, not at all. As well as what she looks like. But he finds a bit, he's like, aha! And then he kills Dee Wallace. Uh, Laurie, yeah, it's like I said, she's got to babysit. Uh, Laurie is babysitting Tommy Doyle, the brat. Yeah, who's played by the kid uh, from um, that thing with Drew Barrymore, where the, she's a zombie thing, eats flesh. Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet, yeah. yeah. I like that show. Shame we got cancelled. Yeah, he's very good in it as well. Fuck you, Netflix. Hmm. Uh, Michael is now in some other house uh, watching some kid watching The Thing from Another World. This is a... Uh... This is Lindsay. The, ch- the, the kid is Lindsay and it's she's the sister of Annie who is Laurie's friend. Right. Who is the... So you've got... These are the daughters of the sheriff. Right, yeah. So you've got Laurie babysitting Tommy Doyle You've got Danielle Harris babysitting Queen Sheba. Yeah. As she is dressed as and calls herself, which is literally Queen Sheba is the best thing in this fucking film. <laughs> uh, Queen Sheba is watching the thing from another world whilst Michael watches her. Yeah. Dr. Loomis, he then goes to see Sheriff Brad Dourif, who doesn't believe him about doesn't the headstone. anything he says. Nope. And he's like, evil is here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, calm down. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Danielle Harris and Queen Sheba, they go to see Laurie and Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Laurie needs a boyfriend, apparently. And Danielle Harris is trying to stitch her up with some guy. And she's like, you need a boyfriend. She's like, you're right. I do need a boyfriend. What's he like? He says, well, when I told you about him, he said, and I quote, dude, she's fucking hot. And Laurie goes, oh, well. Yeah. He sounds like a moron, Laurie. Yeah, he sounds like a fucking absolute bellend. But you do you, Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. 
Uh, it turns out, though, Danielle Harris has kind of stitched her up because she's leaving Laurie to go have sex. Yeah, she's, she's basically Queen like, Sheba yeah, with I'm her. supposed to be looking after my own sister, but you can have her. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go and bang my boyfriend. Yeah. You have the kids. Yeah. Not knowing that this is the, exactly the type of behavior that really winds Michael Myers up. Apparently. Yes. Because Michael is outside. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, Dr. Loomis is still trying to convince Sheriff Brad Dourif. And, <laughs> okay, the line is. Malcolm McDowell says to him, you've got to stop thinking that we're dealing with a normal man. The way Malcolm McDowell delivers it is like this. You've got to stop thinking that we're dealing with a normal man. <laughs> He's talking to the audience. And now. that's the first line of the scene. It's, you've got to stop thinking that we're dealing with a normal it's a completely meta moment. Everyone suddenly did like realize like halfway through the film that the audience is going to be going, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. Like, just stop thinking about it. And then he's like, "Look at my book for proof." He's like, "I've read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking masterpiece." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "He's come back for his baby sister." Why? How? You don't? He he could have killed her that night, fifteen years ago, but he didn't. No. And he hasn't said anything for 15 years. In fact, years. he was like sat with the baby the yeah. whole time. Like he saved the baby. Yeah. Almost, so from himself, it, I guess. Uh, 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 yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Brad yeah, Dorf. And then the sheriff <clears throat> basically goes on to explain Laurie's backstory now. Like of how she's ended up with uh, the D. Wallace and all of that. Like, which is unnecessary. Like, yeah. So unnecessary. Brad Dorf tries to call um, D. Warrison's the husband yep. but they're dead of course so it, it turns out sheriff brad Dorif was like first on the scene at sherry moon zombie suicide yeah and he just took the baby he took the baby and nobody said anything even though there was fucking a live news reporter on the scene at the time no no that was the murders well, that's where is that not where he no 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 he from? got it from her suicide oh yeah. that makes more sense so, <laughs> Yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie commits suicide. Bradwell shows up. He sees the baby. He takes the baby, admits that there was ever a baby there from all of his reports, even though there's definitely reports on the Myers house because of the murders. They know there's a baby there. seems like a small town. People knew this family. So he drives off with the baby and literally dumps it at a fucking hospital and then leaves it there. Yeah. He then finds out that his mate, Mason, and his wife, Dee Wallace, have adopted the baby he dumped off. From the hospital steps. They're like, oh, look, it's a baby. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) ah, that baby I tried to get rid of. <laughs> I tried to give it a better life by dumping it somewhere yeah. unattended. And he is the only one that knows. Yeah. Like, literally the only person in town that so knows. So, again, there's no reason why Michael should know any of this. No. <laughs> I don't even think Mason and D. Wallace know. <laughs> right. I guess, technically, even the fucking people at the hospital don't know. Because yeah. it was just left there. Well, yeah, they don't even know who she is. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's fucking... So only, know- literally, the only person that knows who Laurie is, is the sheriff. So, so then, how does he even know that that's the baby that they adopted? They just rang him out, oh, we've adopted a baby. Well, I guess he doesn't, technically. Yeah. Just- <laughs> 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 doesn't make any sense. Unless he looked if at he it. he just left it there. Unless he looked at it and went, that's the baby I dumped the other day. Yeah. It's got the same expression. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Back at Tommy Doyle's, Tommy is obsessed with the boogeyman. Yeah. He has. A, it goes on for ages. What's the boogeyman? Uh, meanwhile, Danielle Harris, is she's, she's getting hot and heavy with her boyfriend. Yeah. And there's Paul. some, there's some dirty me. talk. Fuck me. <laughs> you have to look me straight in the eye when you said that. <laughs> Fuck me, Paul. 
Yeah. Tell me you want to fuck me, Paul. I want to fuck you, Danielle Harris. Uh, it's awful. Michael shows up. He yeah. stabs the boyfriend. Danielle Harris nearly gets away. Yeah. Uh, she's butt naked. Well, she's not. She's not butt well, naked. She tits out. Her tits out. It's always weird when you see someone you've seen loads as a child actor. Yeah. Naked. It's like that scene at the end of Games of Thrones when fucking Maisie Wallace was tits out. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you were like five in episode one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently, this is the only way uh, she got the role. Really? Yeah, where she agreed to be naked running around. Rob, do better. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so she's getting fucked up, basically. Yes. She was getting fucked. Now she's getting fucked up. Fucked up. Uh, back at Tommy Doyle's house, Laurie is going to take Queen Sheba home, mm. the other child. Laurie and Queen Sheba, they arrive at Queen Sheba's house, Daniel Harris, uh, to find Daniel Harris fucked up on the floor, and her boyfriend is dead with a pumpkin on his head. He's Paul been is hung basically, up. He's, a, he's a Halloween decoration. Yeah, now. he's, he's been hung up. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the corridor. She sends Queen Sheba away on her own. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> Laurie's like, run, run outside. There's clearly a maniac around, but run on your own, child, <laughs> yeah. across the town. <laughs> to find help. Get help. help. Yeah. <laughs> From the first person you meet, even if it's a guy in a mask. <laughs> yeah, which there are many of tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... She'll be fine. <laughs> and this is the, and then the door slowly opens like upwards, and Michael's been hiding behind it all yeah. the time because he's a bit of a kidder. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a jester. <laughs> and uh, he, so Laurie goes to phone the police, but Michael is still in the house. Yeah. Why he hasn't killed Daniel Harris, I'm not sure, though. I don't know. Like, yeah, she'd be. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's not like she's just rang her up and gone, Laurie, come to my house. Yeah, it's like, not like it's, it's just... bait or anything. No. <laughs> Sheriff Brad, he intercepts the call. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Malcolm McDowell hears, he's like, he's found her! Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this is really... I mean, the original doesn't make that much sense, but this it's really obvious in this version. Yeah, this, it's just a lot of people assuming things all the way mm. through this film. Even Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I assume this is my sister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lucky I could find my way home. Yeah. From... Yeah, yeah that makes no sense. Because yeah. <laughs> the only place he's seen is like... Let's say, wherever... Yeah. And the inside of this asylum. But the he knows... way they drove him all the way and went, pay attention to every... Like, and remember it for 15 yeah. <laughs> years because one day you're going to be heading back <laughs> on your own. Walking. Walking. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <sighs> Michael uh, chases Laurie out of the house. She limps back to Tommy Doyle's house. She's been slashed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, some A couple of cops arrive. So she gets back to Tommy's house. She gets Tommy and Queen Sheba and she hides in the bathroom. The police arrive. They're killed. Yeah. One of them gets a shot off in Michael's, like, shoulder. Yeah. Aim for the head. Come on. You learn nothing from Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Michael kidnaps Laurie, who at some point between him <coughs> grabbing her and him walking her out of the door, she passes out. Yeah. He loses consciousness. Just faints. And he just walks. Gets the vapours. He walks down the street with her, just holding her. Like, like a, yeah. Batman holds Joker's corpse. <laughs> it's like, nobody sees this. No, like, he just, yeah. Haddonfield's one of those places, like, there's loads of commotion and shit going on. It's the one place in the world where everybody stays the fucking doors and doesn't yeah. pay any attention. I mean, it's, this is a six foot seven man walking yep. down the street on Halloween night. Yeah. Wearing a mask and a <laughs> When there's people suit. just carrying 
a passed out person. Yeah. The police are involved, but no one sees it. Whatever. Then Dr. Loomis and she- uh, Sheriff Brad Dourif, they arrive at Danielle Harris's. She's still alive. Yep. Tommy Doyle and Queen Sheba, they arrive. And they inform Dr. Loomis that Michael has taken Laurie. And he's like, stand by that ambulance. And he leaves the children. <laughs> These poor kids. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about Tommy Doyle or Queen Sheba. <laughs> they really get it bad. They probably grew up to be fucking killers. Yeah, more than likely. Look, we, we survived We survived all that on our own, pretty yeah. much. I mean, <laughs> just, all of the adults were useless. Back at the old Myers place, Laurie wakes up, this is in the basement, to find her dead friend, Linda, in front of Sherry Moon's tombstone. Yeah, for some which reason. looks like it's made out of polystyrene. Yeah, it looks so <laughs> shit. Michael walks in. He drops his knife. Yeah, and Laurie does this weird... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> He then shows her the picture that he was given as a child. Look at this photograph. (laughs) (laughs) Of him as a child holding her as a baby. Yeah. She has no idea what the fuck any of this means. No, she's not going to remember that. (laughs) Just like I'm surprised he does. And I'm pretty sure they probably kept... There's no way her adopted parents went, by the way... This is what happened to you when you was a baby. Yeah. They're not going to say that. So she probably never knew. No. And it, there is a chance. Could be the wrong person. Yeah. Entirely. Because <laughs> Mike doesn't know. No. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's like, what's this? I don't know who you if are. If he taught, that whole sentence would have been, the, the whole scene would have been, is this you? <laughs> She'd gone, no. Oh, I don't think so. And he'd go, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he then takes off his mask and then he just sits there. Yeah. So she stabs him. Yeah, that's literally the scene. He's just sat there doing nothing. She's like, "Okay, uh, I'm gonna grab this knife. If you're not, no, not doing it. Okay, grab that, you cunt." Pretty much. And uh, she escapes, kind of. Well, she runs out the back garden. Oh, but she can't. She can't escape. That's it. She can't get out. Um, he gets up. He pulls the knife out of himself, and he smashes through a fucking wall. And then she does escape. Yeah, that's it. And then she they've f- got... But this is the old Myers house. They're poor as, poor as shit, right? Oh, yeah, this cracks But me they've up. got a fucking massive pool in the back garden. Yeah, she <laughs> falls into an old, abandoned, empty swimming pool. And you're like, the Myers had a pool? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, they weren't that fucking poor. <laughs> uh, and then Dr. Loomis arrives, and he's like, Michael, it's me, Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy that abandoned you, like everyone does. <laughs> Dr. Loomis shoots him a bunch of times. And then Dr. Loomis, once he's dead, done, you know, Michael's on the ground, he's been shot, he's done. Yep. Dr. Loomis, uh, he takes Laurie and he puts her in a police car, which I guess he's stolen. I guess so. Yeah, he must Yeah, he must have taken that from... Yeah, the sheriff. The, the sheriff, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess the sheriff's still at Danielle Harris's house. Yeah, still there. But where's all the other police? I don't know, with they're, the sheriff, I guess. They're all... Yeah, because Loomis has just gone to the kids, like, fucking stay there. I'm going to go off and do this on my own, even though I know exactly oh, where so Michael Oh, so I'm borrowing your car. Apparently. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm once again not going to tell you where Michael's <laughs> going. I'm just going to go by myself. So, so yeah, they're in the, car. in the car. Yeah, and then Michael smashes through the window because he ain't because dead. Of course. And he kidnaps her again. Yeah. And then Loomis admits he's a shit psychiatrist. Yeah, basically. They have this inter- yes, interaction. And then Michael kind of gouges Dr. Loomis's eyes. Yes. Yeah. Jams his thumbs yeah, in his eyes. There's blood. While he's doing that, Laurie escapes upstairs 
that sentence doesn't make sense. She escapes <laughs> upstairs. Upstairs. But further into the house. Yep. <laughs> and she hides in a wardrobe, kind of like in the original. Yeah. Uh, Michael then drags Loomis's... They still managed to make... That's one of the best scenes in the original, the, the Jamie Lee Curtis in that fucking yeah. wardrobe and stuff. And they still managed to make a variation of that. That shit. is so shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's this entire film. Yeah. It's a shitter version of the fucking original. Yeah. Uh, uh, she runs into the wall space. Yes, she eventually ends up in the attic at some point. Yes, yeah, um, but Michael drags Loomis's body into the house, whose eyes are fine now. Yeah, there's just he's got a little bit of mascara or something. It's not, <laughs> like, it looked like up. he had nothing. It looked like a little bit of blood down the side of his head, yeah. but his eyes are intact. Uh, so Michael is now looking for Laurie in the house. She finds Loomis's gun, who's yep. now dead with his eyes open. <laughs> And intact. He's on the floor. His eyes were shut and, and intact. Yep. Now they're open and intact after the eye gouging. But he's dead on the floor. Then Loomis decides he isn't dead. And he starts trying to wrestle Michael to the ground by holding onto his leg like a toddler. <laughs> which doesn't work. Amazingly. Yes. Uh, then Michael starts smashing up the whole fucking yep. house. Like... Like one of those fucking renovation shows. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to take this wall down. We're going to have open plan living. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, yeah this, this whole veranda is going to be lovely. We're yep. going to build a pool. Oh, they got a pool. How? I thought they were poor. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're going to flip it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, so, yeah, he's smashing through Michael, the thing. Sorry, yeah. Then Laurie then falls from the, through the fucking ceiling because yep. she was in the attic somehow. She got up there at some point. Uh, Michael tackles Laurie out of the fucking window straight through the window off the fucking veranda and then they're both lying on it cuts to black then they're both lying on the ground covered in blood now this is how my version ended but I've got a feeling yours might have ended differently right my version ends Laurie goes to shoot Michael oh no this still happens ah right she goes to shoot him in the head it's like like the gun's empty yeah it's out of bullets until Mm. it isn't yeah there's one bullet left yeah uh, and then she shoots him, and then she screams a lot. Yeah. And then it ends. Then it ends. That's it to black. Credits yeah. done. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> Bag of shite. Oh, I hate this version. I hate it so much. It was such a fucking chore to watch. Yeah, like even really, I do, This is, I think, the only one since we've been fucking doing this. Yeah. I've had to watch in two parts. Oh, because I could. I it's got been an hour a few, in. but this I did this in two parts as well. Um, but the problem as well is like I watched it almost two weeks ago now, yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself like, shall I like before we recorded this, it's like shall I just give it a quick watch? And I was like, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> like so, even though I had trouble remembering a couple of bits as we was talking about it, I was like, don't care. Still worth not watching it again. But yeah. um, this was hard, honestly. Like, since just... I started watching it last night, when I was like fucking half asleep. I don't know what Rob Zombie's deal is. Like, why does the most sympathetic character in your entire film have to be the guy that's killing everyone? Uh, and what you have to make, you have to give him an excuse to kill all these other people. Every single character in this film is horrendous. Yeah, like awful. Mm-hmm. But this is what he does. He's someone described uh, Rob Zombie once as a Manson apologist. Yeah, and he is. Mm. He's. I, I still maintain The Devil's Rejects is a disgusting film. It's not good. No. It's got everything completely backwards and fucking wrong. He can't write characters. He definitely can't write people. He has no, no. idea. He can't direct actors. No. Nope. Um, but he was given shitloads of money to make this. 
and all it the only thing it adds i mean from about what 15 minutes onwards it's just almost it's just a shit carbon copy of the original yeah the only thing it adds is this backstory which is awful which is unnecessary nobody needed that like in the original like they're they're quite a normal family, aren't they? To a degree, like well, you don't even Judith really is a bit sort of stuck up, like up her own ass. But yeah, it, it, yeah, all it starts is literally he puts the mask on, and, and yeah. then you it follows him through. It's like a f- it's five system. minutes, yeah. And you don't. That's all you need to know that this kid is fucked up. And there's that yeah. brilliant, yeah. Because the reason I think that the like, normal and you don't family, know it's a kid. The parents turn up, don't they? And they yeah. take his mask off, and he's just stood there with the knife. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's genius, yeah, and and yeah, the reveal that it's a child in the first five minutes is what hooks you into that fucking film straight yeah. away. This takes that, ruins it, <laughs> <laughs> throws it into a fucking, drags it out, like dumpster. kicks the fuck out of it, jumps all over it, pisses on it, like it's just yeah, it doesn't. I don't care about and like at no point ever I'm gonna go. Oh, I really feel for Michael because of his upbringing. I don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> it's not, yeah, that's what makes him scarier is like some of the scariest characters like um, Leatherface. And th- you know, there's no rhyme or reason. They just kill. Yeah. They don't Even have to have like... Jason from the Friday the 13th fucking movies. Like the, the, uh, as soon as Jason becomes the main fucking protagonist of those films. Yeah. Like the point of him is, is he's just an, uh, an unstoppable fucking murder machine. Mm. Whereas when they did those fucking remakes and again tried to give him a sympathetic fucking background. Don't give a fuck! No. <laughs> it, you don't have to have a background. It's no. scary because there is no fucking reason for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rob Zombie who's just fucking loves serial killers and shit like that. Yeah. So he goes through, the, okay, abusive childhood, uh, kills animals. These are like three of yeah, the main like, things, things that, that every serial to, killer fucking yeah, does. Like yeah. real life serial killers. Yeah. So he's just gone through that, added that, added a white trash back. It's like, we don't fucking need this. Added a character his wife can play. Like, yeah. Come on. Which, as I said, is, I think, is the entire reason that backstory exists. Is like he couldn't find her a fucking place within the original characters, so he had to invent one. Quite possibly. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there are people that like this. I know there are, and they are wrong. <laughs> Very, very like, I'm all for everybody having their own opinion, but yours should be taken away. <laughs> it's a garbage opinion. The thing is, though, stop I, it. After watching Halloween Ends, I'm like, maybe this ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think Halloween Ends is still better than this. This is more boring. Yeah, this is horrendous. It's just boring. the same film again, but with yeah. a terrible first half. And also, like, yeah, with the first five minutes of the film, that whole scene in the kitchen, I was like, I don't, I all of it. It's it's like somebody had just jabbed me in the ears with a pencil. Like, I was like, I don't. I want all of these people to just stop existing. Oh, let's have a look at some trivia then of this piece of shit film. Mm-hmm. Uh, budget fifteen million dollars. Where did that money go? The, where did it go? I forgot to say where it came from. It came from the Weinstein's. Of course it did. <clears throat> uh, it grossed 80 million. 80? Yeah. It's made money. Tyler Mayne is the tallest actor to portray Michael Myers at six foot eight. Jesus, he is a unit. He is a big boy. Emma Stone auditioned for the role of Laurie Strode. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, nothing against uh, Scout. Is it Scout Taylor? Yeah, whatever. Her name Whoever, is, yeah. yeah, who plays Laurie in this. But she hasn't done much that i remember since no this is halloween 2 yeah which is we'll do that next year yeah even worse i'm not yeah i'm not i, I definitely don't want to watch it anytime soon 
Um, what else? I mean, there's not a lot of fucking interesting trivia about this, really. Daniel Harris was 29 years old playing the high school. Playing schoolers. like a 17-year-old. Yep. Uh, at one point, Dimension Studios considered making a crossover film featuring Pinhead from the Hellraiser series, which was also owned by Miramax, who yeah. Dimension is a sub-property of. Uh, following in the footsteps of New Line Cinema's Freddy vs. Jason. I was going to do a Michael versus Pinhead. Yep. A poll was held on an official website, but the response from the fans was negative, so they dropped it. Even the fans were like, nah, I don't want that. See, this is what I mean about the whole pinhead thing. They'll just try and put him into anything to yeah. try and keep hold of the rights. Why Michael Myers? That makes no sense. Simply because they both they held the rights to both. That's yeah. it. And like, Freddy, I mean, Freddy versus, versus Jason kind of makes sense. Yeah. Whereas Pinhead and Michael, that's, they, they exist in two totally different worlds. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Fucking how do you fit all the BDSM fucking weird <laughs> like Fuck sex those. demon stuff of Hellraiser <laughs> into Michael Myers? <laughs> Fuck, I tell you what you should do. Have them... Pinhead and Jason team up because Jason hates sex. Like he hates anybody having sex and will kill them for it. Yeah. So yeah, like then you've got so yeah, Pinhead turns up and he's like, everyone should bang while I tear them <laughs> apart. And Jason's like, no, uh, I like the tearing apart bit, but no banging. So <laughs> that that's a film I want to see. <laughs> oh god. Rob Zombie cast his wife Sherry Moon Zombie because he wanted. That a... should just be the end of that sentence. <laughs> Because he wanted a tall actress to play Michael's mother, which would explain why he grew so tall. <laughs> all right, Rob, whatever. Yeah. Rob Zombie wanted to cast Sherry Moon Zombie in all of his films because, you know, he's banging her. Yeah. There you go. Fixed it. Uh, although this film was a remake uh, that he directed, Rob Zombie has claimed he doesn't like horror remakes. <laughs> Neither do we. No, especially like this yours. one. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Guess who was directed to, rumoured to do, sorry, who was attached to direct this? Is it somebody unexpected? Big. Unexpected, but a big name that Rainy. directed. Nope. I don't know. Go on. Oliver Stone. Fuck off. Yeah. How was that? Actually attached or just rumoured to be attached? Rumoured. I'd, I'd watch an Oliver Stone version of <laughs> I'd watch over this piece of shit. It would be like heavy on conspiracy. <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> Probably make less sense, actually. Yeah. Um, at the end, when they the they go over the balcony mm. and it cuts, and then they're on the floor. The reason it cuts is because the stunt woman was seriously injured in the fall, so they couldn't show the landing. Shit. So they so they just cut it. And just... surprises me that Rob Zombie did not keep that in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's some trivia comments. Uh, I'll do mine first then because I've only got like three. Uh, from Instagram, I got uh, from Wreckhead Chronicles, which is Luke. Uh, no thanks, that Monsters trailer was enough. Mm. I'm not sure whether Luke thinks this is a new film. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's Johnny79, uh, who also does movie reviews. Um, he said, one of the worst movies I've ever covered. Truly terrible. That opening is nothing short than ear bleeding and the bile they spew is unreal. The thing is, though, it's not just an opening. It's 45 minutes 45 of the fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Dan Jenkins, uh, kind of tempted to rewatch it myself someday. Think I saw a four-hour documentary on the making of it. They had such high hopes. Yeah, MTV had like a whole thing mm. about it, like uh, behind the scenes making of, like in the in the build-up to its release. From does your phone not recognise your face anymore? No, I, d- I can't think why. <laughs> uh, from Instagram, Deviant the Godless just put good. Nope, wrong. Sister Street Fighter put the cinematic equivalent 
of that horrible grunge light era of bands like Puddle of Mud. <laughs> that's that's yeah, really accurate. That's <laughs> accurate as fuck, got to be honest. Miss Dead Pony, it's not as bad as the second one. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah. The Spook House, the Spook House podcast mm-hmm. just put three shit emojis. Yep. <laughs> I'll allow that. My little slice of hell network, hot trash. I for one don't want a sorry, hot trash. I don't I for one don't want an origin. I like that he was born evil. Stripper mom, come on. Yep. Right. Cry Nizzle. I think I'm saying that right. I'm never good with usernames because they're not real names. <laughs> uh starts with the thumb down emoji. I like that Michael Myers sorry, I like that Michael Myers is a mystery. I didn't need to know that his mum was a stripper. Like that's the the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, again, right. Uh, dead good tease. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. Yes, correct. Then over to TikTok. Uh, four hours of comments. Four hours. Um, here's one from Jess. I remember liking it a decent amount when it came out in 2007, but I haven't wanted to pay to rent it even once since then. Yeah. Okay. Geordie Poo. Personally, adds a bunch of unnecessary context that ruins the mystery of Myers and misses the point of Dr. Loomis. Correct. Uh, Lorelei Vega. That's a great name. It's like one of the Vega brothers from the the Quentin Tarantino universe. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, if it was a choice of watching anything by Rob Zombie and scouring my tits off, I'd want some wire wool. (laughs) (laughs) Like a star. She goes on. <laughs> he is so overrated. He's a shit director and filmmaker. I'd rather watch an M. Night Shambles shit film, and that's saying something. He's another prick. <laughs> she goes on. <laughs> also, I'm drunk. So any abuse I get right now is my own fault. Call the cops. They'll ask if I'm pissed. Get them to buy me chips. I'm starving. <laughs> I love that you typed this out. (laughs) It reads like a like a verbal rant. (laughs) Brilliant. Oh wow! And finally, somebody, uh, Ricky, Ricky eight eight. Right. I think that's their username. Has written a full fucking essay (laughs) on why they like it. On why they like it. I don't think we need to hear that because it's wrong. I think I think Rob Zombie's Maybe some excerpts. <laughs> I think Rob Zombie's Halloween was a neat approach to the franchise. Nope. The Halloween series is so fucking dry and monotonous. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I love the Halloween series, but I'm unaware at this point if that's because of the nostalgia or because they were truly great films. Nostalgia. It's the same Apart from the first. It's the same looming <laughs> Can I finish? No, I'm gonna commentate on it. <laughs> it's the same looming presence with the same style of murders and the same cast recycled through different people. I personally appreciate how there were more than two minutes of character development. No, there wasn't. No, they're not. It's not. (laughs) Uh, Something that hasn't been nearly as detailed in any other film in the franchise. I think the boy they cast as young Michael Myers did an incredible job. The score throughout the film was melodic. Nope. Nope. Tone and saying and beautiful. Nope. Nope. I think the people... I think the people who gave this movie a poor review or went into it with low expectations are people who... revere themselves as horror fanatics but they are overly critical of new horror 
because it will, in their minds, compare to 80s horror in its heyday. I think nostalgia paired with no. unrealistic dated expectations cloud people's minds when it comes to adding new chapter to such iconic horror series. No. I, no. Um, <laughs> but somebody, I'm trying to think, I was listening to a podcast and somebody was reviewing that fucking, um, what was that James Wan film? That ridiculous thing that came out last oh, year. Oh, the thing in the back of her head? Yeah. Oh, uh, Malignant. Malignant. We were talking about Malignant and one guy on the show liked it, one guy fucking hated it. And the guy that liked it basically accused the guy that hated it of a similar thing. Saying like, whenever something new comes out, if it's, you like old things that are like cheap and shitty, but if something new comes out and it's cheap and shit, it's like shitty and over the top and silly, like Malignant is, mm. you boo-hoo it. And they said, well, what's the difference between that? It's just nostalgia. It's not nostalgia, I don't think. No. I mean, nostalgia plays a part, but for me... The original Halloween made on no fucking money. Yeah. Original Friday the 13th, uh, even Nightmare on Elm Street had a bit more of a budget than those, but it was still made for not a lot of money. Yeah. And practical effects were not amazing. You had people with not a lot of money and sometimes didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. Doing their fucking best. And there are plenty of things you can point out about the original Halloween and all those 80s horrors that are flawed, but it was people with not a lot of resources doing their best. Yeah. Because they fucking loved what they did. These films were made with, like, love, I would say. Whereas now you have people like James Wan and fucking Rob Zombie who have seen them, and even though they've got millions of dollars behind them and big studios, try and imitate them, and it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Malignant is a stupid fucking movie. It's a mess of a movie. It and doesn't it, know what it is. It tries like, to like play off of the uh, the seventies like Italian horrors. Yeah, those films, the giallo sort of. Thing. Yeah. yeah, those films are that way because they didn't have any fucking money. Yeah, if John Carpenter had fifteen million dollars or the equivalent of in nineteen seventy eight, yeah, that film would look way different. The whole third act of that Malignant is silly as fuck and just rips you... It, it, any hope of that film had... A bit, although the second act makes it seem like some sort of weird dark superhero, dark man sort of fucking mm. uh, thing. And then the third act is just so fucking stupid. The opening scene is laughable. Yep, all of it. I generally thought the opening scene in Malignant was like a Garth Morangi's, like, a spoof. Yeah. Or someone was going to yell, cut, because yeah. the acting was that bad. I think there's just after that bit, there's a bit in the house, the first 10 minutes, I think, or so, where I was like, oh, this could be a, it's a complete tonal shift. This might be interesting. And then it just ruins itself. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, this, this version of, of Halloween brought nothing. Um, in fact, did its very best to trample all over, all over what had already come before it. Yes. And in fact, a lot of the Halloween series, the films are shit. Oh, yeah, massive. There's more shit ones than good ones. Yeah. But these are definitely some of the shittiest <laughs> ones. Right, that was Rob Zombie's Halloween. We'll do Halloween 2 next year. Fuck yeah, it. I've got a year, thank God. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for listening if you're still here. Thanks for watching if you're still watching. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, if, you know, all that like, stuff. Like, share, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Sorry, on uh, we have a Facebook, but no one uses fucking Facebook. <laughs> Not anymore, apparently. I don't, I don't care what people I know think. <laughs> and there's... Facebook's only good for asking people where to get a decent sandwich or something nowadays. Like, yeah, boomers have ruined Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> the same way they ruined Twitter. Anyway, good to take the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Google us. is your friend. Yeah. 
<laughs> Find us on Instagram at Movies to Drink to. If you want uh, your comments read out on the film, we always post um, what movie we're going to do before we record, and you can add your comments and your thoughts mm-hmm. until one day we'll start a Patreon and you have to fucking pay for the privilege. So do it now. <laughs> And uh, you can find us both on Instagram and all that stuff as well. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for listening and good night. Happy Halloween. Well, thank you all for coming here tonight and drinking all of my booze. <laughs> oh, really? Please leave. The party's over. Get out.